The Burt Show. So Abby has some beef here. Oh, yeah. I've got some pretty big beef with Mikey. And it's all because of something that he brought up on his own terms. He didn't have to even say anything about this. And now I'm the one looking like the fool. So a couple weeks ago, Mikey came on air and was like, Abby, I think I might have found your soulmate. I got someone who wants to be set up with you. My boy Mason, he thinks you're cute. I think y'all should go out. So I was like, sounds like a good time to me. But I mean, I had given up dating pretty much for the rest of the year. But I was like, if Mikey is going to endorse this guy, like, why not? I'll give him a chance. Do you give up on dating or dating give up on you? <laughs> That's rude. I think, it's fun. I think it's a little bit of both, honestly. Um, it was mutual. <laughs> mutual breakup. And Mikey showed us a picture of him. And he's a good looking dude. Yeah. And he's tall. Okay. And he's tall. He looks like Ben Affleck if you like squint both eyes. Yeah. And, like, turn off the lights. <laughs> and so Mikey ends up giving me this guy's number and I thought okay well this guy's obviously not going to text me because he doesn't have my number so I'll just shoot him a text and I'll let they'll let him you know make a move mm-hmm. and so I get his number put it put his contact in my phone which I never do I never save numbers and then I text him and I said what did I said let me pull up the text message I said hey Mason it's Abby from the birth show you know, the girl that you're in, I didn't say this, but I'm like, you know, the girl that you supposedly have a crush on, Mikey gave me your number. And then I just ended it there and I waited. Because you wanted him mm-hmm. to make the move. Yeah. Exactly. I'm well, like, here I am. I've professed the fact that I'm interested on national radio. Uh-huh. I mean, she's already made the move. Yeah. yeah. That's it. True. The, the move has been made. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting. Uh-oh. Uh-uh. And I'm waiting. No, it's a reflection on you, man. That's and I'm waiting. Ooh, that's four mm-hmm. waitings. And I'm waiting. Five. five oh, that's five of them things. And I'm still waiting. Six, and I've gotten zero months. response from your boy. What's your deal? And ever? Ever. No. How long ago was that? This was uh, Monday, September 18th at 8.40 a.m., Kristen. What? Today is wow. October 9th. What's going on? This is on you. <laughs> He's shell-shocked. He's speechless. He's speechless. <laughs> He's shell-shocked. <laughs> I'm I'm my own man. My endorsement of this man has no reflection on, upon myself. Yes, it does. Yes, yes, it, it does. does. Yes, the it does. Oh, your confidence is way different. You are the well, company you keep, Mikey. I might have been struggling with the same thing. After we talked about it on air, I shot him. I said, "Wow, this went really well. You're welcome. I'm I'm the best." And <laughs> guess what I got. Waiting and waiting and waiting and nothing. He goes to both of you. Do we know if this guy's alive? I don't know if he's alive, actually. So that might be good news. You what? set me up with no. a dead man. <laughs> he might be dead. <laughs> Which wouldn't be my worst setup. But <laughs> now, just curious, how close are you to this guy? Is yeah. he in your circle? I he's mean, in my circle, but we play golf together, and uh, I haven't played golf in a while. He lives in Atlanta. I don't get around those parts that often. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to have to sit him down and have a real talking to him. I don't know. I think he got cold feet, Abby. You d- Wait, what did you say to him? Let's read. Yeah, let's, read a, let's read it back to Mikey. Might a little aggressive. <laughs> yes. I, don't like I think that you might have scared him away. Hey, Mason, it's oh. Abby from the Burt Show. Flexing, oh, nice yeah, 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 strong. <laughs> How else is he gonna know who I am? Good job, hey, Abby. Abby. Wow. He, he said Abby from the Burt Show. I'm interested <laughs> to Mikey. So I'm just trying to provide context to this narrative that I didn't even want to be a part of, and now I'm. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to say, hey, this is where you know me from. It's Abby. Mikey gave me your number. 
ended it there. I didn't propose marriage. I mean, so. it's, it's best to it's best to start off with something small and build up to the paragraph. Right out of here. You did nothing wrong. You didn't. All right. So did you give this dude a heads up that you were going to bring this to air? I did. Okay. So he knew. He asked me to do it. Yeah. He asked you to bring this to air. Yeah. He said, set me up with Abby. I said, it's going to be on air. You know that. He says, yes. And then, I don't know, Abby just came out of the gate a little bit hot. I think we got to reel him back in, and uh, we can try again. But I think next time, next time, shoot it over to me first, and I'll proofread it, and then we can go from there. Mikey, what would you have said? Am I, what should I have said? Should I have just grunted into the phone? Yeah. No, no, what's going to happen here? You n- obviously never text this guy again, and I forgot how long ago it was. I mean, we're going on almost a month. You, your (laughs) your responsibility is to text this man and be like, dude, WTF, what happened? He making you look bad. Yeah, he is. All right. Do you know where this dude lives? Yeah, I do. I really have like a mind to send Mikey over to his house and just knock on the door this I morning. I could go break it down in hand to apologize to him. <laughs> yeah, you know it. what? That's good. Maybe that'd be that's really good. <laughs> Should I wear a wire? I could wear a wire and no, we can get to the bottom of this. Do you have a phone? Yeah, you have a telephone. That's not as fun, though. That'll work, too. Come on. Let me get strapped up. No, seriously. I want you to get in your car. I want you to drive to his house and knock on the door. Hopefully, you're there by like 6.45. Wake his ass up. Okay. We want to talk to him on the radio and we want an apology. All right, is this real? Yes, yeah, it's yeah, real. Yeah, okay. yeah, this yeah, is yeah. so real. Right. Also, we kind of want to make sure he's not dead. I, that didn't uh, even enter my head. I got to be honest. We're doing a wellness check. <laughs> Best <laughs> case scenario, he's dead. No, he's not. <laughs> I, I hope for your sake this man has no pulse, which would make him my type oh, even more, though. Praise <laughs> All right, give us a call when you get to his house. The Birch Show. Look, having any stressful conversation with your mom, woo! The anxiety can ping, right? Knowing that you're going to go to your mom and say, hey, mom, I know you're messing around on dad and you got to stop it. Oh, oh. Makes my butt pucker. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things. Yeah. All the things pucker. <laughs> but that's exactly what happened. And today is follow up Thursday. And you guys remind us of Bert Show storylines that we haven't had, uh, that we haven't closed up. And Jackie West said, Bert, last summer you had a woman named Mary who had called her mom. When she was supposed to be on a girl's trip, before the call disconnected, she heard her mom fooling around with another man. Did Mary ever tell her dad from Jackie? So this has been almost a year, just a little over a year to the date. We heard from Mary last June. Mary called her mom while she was supposedly on a girl's trip. Before the call could end, oh, I remember this. She heard her mom speaking to a man in the background. She continued to listen until she heard what she suspected was her mom being intimate with another man that was not her father. There's only one thing grosser than hearing your parents having sex. And that's hearing your mom having sex with another man that's not your dad. Yeah. <laughs> that wins. Um, when her mom returned from her trip, she confronted her. She told her everything she heard, and her mom was upset. She told her not to mention anything to her father. She wanted to say that, that she was having problems with her father, and the rest wasn't her business. Mary was still conflicted about what to do after speaking to her mom. Did she ever tell her pops what was going on? I'm trying to remember what our advice was at the time also. Because my knee-jerk reaction right now is stay out of it. Like, you already talked to mom, told her it's bugging you. Going to dad about it just seems explosive. They're adults. You don't know what arrangement they made or anything. She's a grown woman. There's not much you can do. Here's the update. 
After a lot of internal struggle and contemplation, I made the difficult decision to stay out of my parents' marital issues completely. As much as it hurt me to hear what I did and to know about my mom's betrayal, I realized that interfering by telling my dad wouldn't necessarily solve anything. In fact, it could potentially make things worse or irre- or irreparably. Ooh, I'm struggling with that one. You got it. Irre- irreparably. There you go. Damage their relationship. I didn't want that burden on my conscience or to be responsible for the potential collapse of my parents' marriage. For the sake of my own mental health, I decided to keep what I overheard to myself. I didn't want to involve myself further in their personal lives. I had to prioritize my own well-being and not let their issues consume me. It was a difficult choice, but I believed it was the right one. Even though it has been a while since that incident, and I want to be honest, I'm still upset and disappointed with my mom. We haven't talked about what happened since that confrontation. However, I have noticed the struggles my parents have been facing over the past year. It's evident that their relationship isn't as strong as it used to be. But here's the thing. There has been no mention of divorce either. I can't say for sure if my mom ended the affair or not. I don't have all the information, and she hasn't said anything to me about it. All I can do is hope and pray that she reconsidered her actions, felt enough shame to end whatever she was doing, and is working on repairing the damage she caused. I genuinely want my parents to get through their issues, strengthen their bond, and keep our family intact. Mm. So that's all I have to update you on. I'll let you know if that changes. So I can never look at my dad the same way after he told me how he screwed around on my mom and my stepmom. I can never look at him the same way. He thought, you know, I think it was like my 21st birthday, and he was like, all right, you're a man now. We can be friends, all right? (laughs) We can be friends. We can confide in each other. Yeah, we don't need to have this father-son relationship anymore. We can be friends. So uh, he proceeded to tell me about how many times he had screwed around on my mom, screwed around on my stepmom, how he sort of had a almost like a secret hidden life in Las Vegas. We were living in San Diego at the time, Uh, and he was showing me pictures of the woman that he was having an affair with and wow. stuff. Um, yeah, my dad wasn't a good dad. <laughs> uh, but I, I knew he wasn't a good person. But at that moment, when he shared all that with me, I could never look at him the same way. Yeah. Yeah, because I think to some extent as a kid, like you sort of see your parents, like you know they have flaws, but to you they sort of seem like superheroes. They so, sort of seem infallible to some extent. So when that curtain gets drawn, mm. I mean, at least for my parents, like I like if my dad ever came to me and was like, hey, let me tell you about the time I cheated on your mom, mm-hmm. you do the same thing for me. I think with... I, I never had any kind of ideas that my dad was a superhero (laughs) ever, ever, ever. I just didn't know the depths of it. And I don't think it even surprised me. But just hearing the words coming out of his mouth, that was that's a game changer. It's one thing to think it. Yeah. It's another thing to know it. Right. Yeah, I I couldn't recover from that at all. Uh Uh-uh. The Burt Show. All right, you guys ready for a plot twist? Plot twist. All right, first you're going to hear a story of... Things going wrong, 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 and then plot twist. Hey, Autumn, good morning. Or not. Oh. There it is. There's your plot twist. <laughs> there is nobody on the phone lined up ready to go. Damn. <laughs> See, Tommy, you jinxed it because you were like, all right, everybody, get your headphones on because you wanted to hear us to hear Bert go, and then he goes, and Autumn's lined up, ready to go. She's going to be great. <laughs> it's and a now, pretty big buildup, right? Yeah. There. <laughs> yep. Uh, we already know the story because we've read the email, but man, what a night. She's what ready. A, a complete night. Hey, Autumn. Hey, I don't know what happened, but good morning. Good morning. It's all good. So tell us about this awful date and how the whole thing ends. Oh, 
Go for it. Well, the, the thing that's heartbreaking is that it wasn't an awful date at the beginning. Uh, me and this dude, we went out to lunch, and the date was amazing. I mean, he was everything I would have wanted in a guy, liberal, feminist. He believes in gay rights. He said he was an exec for Amazon corporate. I mean, pitter-patter. I was ready. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we had a couple. We had two drinks at this restaurant. I told him that I made better Cosmos than the restaurant, and I was like, you are coming home with me. So we come back to my place. I make us each two Cosmos, and he told me he was not a lightweight. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he lied. (laughs) Yeah, for those of us that pour in our own house, that's a challenge right there. Uh Okay. uh Uh, so we, you know, we moved to the bedroom. We were trying to play the piano, mm-hmm. and um, he couldn't even he couldn't even get up to the bench. You know, I was doing all I could to play the piano, and he wasn't. He was sloppy on the floor. So, uh, <laughs> bless his heart. At one point, I know, sweet thing. Okay, so at one point, he's in the bathroom for like an hour. I fell asleep. I like I got a little cold, so I got under the sheets. I woke up confused. I said, I thought, <laughs> I thought, did I miss the date? And then I look at the time. I realize he's in my bathroom. I checked on him twice, and each time he said he was fine. He comes back to bed. He continues to try to, to play the piano. So he's kissing on me. That's important to know. Uh, he's kissing on me. He's doing all this stuff. Finally, it. The time our time ends, and I have to get ready to go to an event. I walk in my bathroom, and this man had thrown up all over my bathroom. Oh, god, and he didn't clean up his own yak. Oh, no, he tried to, he used every single one of my towels to try to clean it up, and it was piled in my tub. One important, he had a uh. A Philly cheesesteak for lunch okay. with a mushroom chunk. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, Tom, Tommy was right. You're a little too good on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, I tried washing the towels. He, um, I made him try to clean up his own mess, which he didn't. The important part is. He did continue kissing on me after he Ugh. threw up. So ah. Ew. So, uh, sounds right, like a great I didn't know. Yeah, when you said he came out of the bathroom <laughs> and then tried going in a second time, now knowing this information, and that he's at somebody right. else's house, so he's not able to brush his teeth, that's disgusting. Right. Did I have this yeah, right? Did I miss use my toothbrush? Did she say that he was? Did you did you say that he accidentally peed on you, or did I, did I get that twisted? No, no, he didn't. <laughs> what show she are said you pissed. listening to? Some people are into that, Bert. <laughs> well, I thought she said he pissed on me. Kissed. <laughs> he what? Kissed. Oh, kissed. Okay. Kissed with a K. <laughs> okay. My bad. Okay. Is that the plot twist you were talking about? That's not even, we're not even there yet. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So he did not tell me. So when I walked in, I said, what the hell happened? And he said, oops. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> and then I asked why he didn't tell me. He said he forgot. I don't know how that's possible. And I checked on him twice that he didn't forget. So we leave. He does have the audacity to ask when we can see each other again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also somehow got strep two days later. Weird how that happened. Um, But then one of my girlfriends says, you know, you should ask him to give you money so you can replace your towels and your shower curtain. Fair. I was like, that 
That's why I texted him. He blocked me. I messaged him on Snap. He blocked me. So I found his number by a Venmo, <laughs> and it came up as his contact for me. I was like, okay, there he is, Joe Schmo. Um, and I send it off, and it says, send to not Joe Schmo. I was like, what? And I go to check his Venmo page, and it is him with a completely different name, and his profile picture is him kissing another woman. <gasps> When he told me he was single and looking for a relationship, so I turned on FBI mode uh-huh. hard. And one of my girlfriends, she is more of an FBI agent than I am, so I reached out to her, and she loved it. She was eating this up. So we found his Instagram, which he'd already blocked me on, so I couldn't see, but his bio said hubby with a wedding ring next Shut to up, Come Autumn. On. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's just hubby everything, but he had given me a completely different uh, identity, a completely different job. He's not an exec with Amazon. He's a low-level actor who played on some TV show that nobody knows about. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> and it was for Amazon. <laughs> wow. So the advice part that I need, because mm. right now I am on the hunt to find the wife. We have potentially found the wife, and I did message that woman on Instagram, but because her profile is private and we have no mutuals, I think it's sitting in her hidden request. Yeah. Mm. But like, do I do I do a texting tutor? I don't have her information. I figure Tommy somehow has everyone's information in the world. Um, do I just leave it in the Instagram hidden request and just hope she sees it one day? Like, so you are determined to get this info to her? Okay, I am. So we can't even talk you out of that. <laughs> well, you could talk me out of it. No, we can't. I we know you too well at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Did you look her up on Venmo? Because the best part would be if you could find her on Venmo and you send a Venmo request to replace the towels that her husband destroyed at your house. Mm-hmm. That's good. I mean, the thing is, we're not, co- we're not, we're like 95% sure it's her husband or that she's the wife. So I don't want to like request mm. funds from someone where I'm not 100% sure it's her. So Cassie, can she put instead of, you, you said you DM'd her on Instagram? I did DM her on Instagram. Right, yeah. So why don't you just put it in her main feed? Wait, you can't. It doesn't yes, work like yeah. that. She's got a private. She can't oh, it's comment. Private. Yeah, okay. she can't comment All right. anything. All right. Huh. Yeah, she can't go in and do a and, comment saying check your DMs. Right. What can she do? Venmo her or try and, um, you can always. I mean, we do have his, ad- we have their address, we think. So I could send a letter. <laughs> <laughs> Old school. Wow. Um, yeah, you got plenty of options here. Singing telegram? (laughs) (laughs) Edible arrangement? (laughs) I mean, you could pay for a service like Spokio and look him up and then find out who else is at that address and find her phone number that way and text her. If she hasn't removed her, if you can remove information from those services, which I recommend everyone go on and remove your information because, like, your phone number is out there. Shut up, Cassie. Yeah, Tommy can. I'm sorry. People need to know. Hey, Autumn, Tommy can help you with that. He's already, he he knows exactly how to use all that. secret Uh weapon. Yeah. Nobody (laughs) knows anymore. (laughs) Um, So we can um, try to get her phone number and you can hit her directly. That would probably work pretty damn good. Yeah, because I want to be able to text her, but I'm from originally from Maine, so I have a 207 area code. Uh-huh. So I don't want to text her. So I just, I'm like, how do I message her and not sound like I'm just someone from India? I don't know. <laughs> All right, let me, uh, let's put you on hold. I'll get you in touch with okay. Tommy. He'll do the Spokio okay. thing for you. We'll get a phone number and we can text her for you. What a mess of a night, though. I mean, more, yeah. Wow. The most embarrassing thing for this guy is that he got this hammered off a of Cosmos. <laughs> 
That's a Philly cheesesteak in a tub. Come on, man. The worst. All right, Autumn, uh, hold on one second. I'll get Tommy on with you, and we'll follow up with you, okay? Okay. All right, go get them. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. Kristen walks in studio this morning, clearly, after a round trip... <laughs> 24 hours in Turks and Caicos. It wow, was, look at that tan. It was beautiful. It really was. Um, those 24-hour trips, 10 out of 10 <laughs> recommend. I totally think you should do it. Um, no, Kaylee's wife, Erin, came over to my house yesterday and spray tanned oh. my butt in the kitchen. Um, Coco Bella tanning. Ding! All right, so, Bert, we have to talk about this text exchange that happened this morning. <laughs> I'm it's sorry. It's been a morning. That, hey, you, okay. You're telling me. Um, that so, I have ju- I'm just now aware of. So I have no idea. I could feel the chaos in studio as uh-huh. I was trying to set up from here, but I did not exactly know what happened. And it seemed to center around Abby sprinting like an Olympic sprinter <laughs> yes. into studio six seconds before we went on the air. All right. So I am going to dramatically read the text exchange and then I'm going to let Abby take it and explain what the hell happened okay. this morning. Okay. Okay. Abby, um, my car was stolen last night. Can someone take me to work? Rebecca, what? Abby, is anyone on the road, LOL? Cassie, I am. Send me your address. She sends said address. Cassie, on my way. Cassie, be there in 10. Abby, okay, I found my car, but I'm going to be late. Never mind. Thank you, Cassie. Cassie, yay, glad you found it. Abby, just kidding. Trapped in my parking garage. Just kidding. I'm out. Abby, okay, I'm on my way. What a frantic morning. What happened? So, yeah. so, so well, evidently somebody stole her car and moved it. <laughs> and it was me. So I... I live in this uh, apartment complex where there's seven levels for a parking garage, and I live on the top level, so I always park in the exact same spot every single day. So when I walk outside to go to work, per usual, I'm expecting to see my car in the exact same spot, and literally my, my mind goes, somebody has stolen my car. And then I'm like, well, maybe it's, it got towed. Maybe they didn't see my decal. So now I'm freaking out because I'm like, I got 10 minutes to get in the studio, or you know, y'all will have nothing for entertainment buzz. So I'm texting, I'm like, can someone take me to work? I can deal with the fact that someone stole my car later. And so um, Cassie Cassie was kind enough to offer to take me to work. So I take the elevator down to the first floor and then I see my car right where I left it uh, in front of the mail room uh, door, which yeah. what, what I didn't leave totally scot-free because it was in the, the wheelchair parking spot, but I normally only park there for about oh, no. 30 seconds to get my package and then I go oh, back no. up to my apartment. The problem Uh-oh. was, stupid me, I guess, decided to get my, <gasps> my packages and go straight up to my apartment yesterday. So my car has just been sitting outside the mail room for the last 12 hours and now I have a $55 you're, ticket. You're lucky. Okay, wait a second. It was 12 hours 12 hours in the handicap spot? Yeah, so now I'm an a-hole and oh, I have to pay money. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you should have to. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I deserve it. I can't even be mad. They could have towed it and they could have fined me $250, so really I should be happy. All right, so it was just a brain fart. You meant to grab your packages and park your car in the usual spot, but you didn't. And now you got a ticket, rightfully so, for parking in a handicap space. Correct. Um, and you just completely forgot and you wake up and you go to your spot and it's not there. 
and you just have this whole panic that somebody stole your car. Because again, worst case scenario land, in my mind, I'm like, there would be no other reason for my car to not be in this parking garage other than somebody took it. But that's why, remember we were talking about OCD a couple weeks ago? That's why I have such bad OCD because I know stupid me is going to do something like this. Mm. So sometimes you got to be hypervigilant and make sure you parked your car where you said you were going to park your car. And you don't know this, but the worst part of it is your apartment complex ran a promotion yesterday and they were trying to get handicapped people to the apartment complex (laughs) to be clients. And they got there and there were no parking spots available. So it was a major fail. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the reason they've lost business. So they're probably going to charge me about $400 more in rent next year. (laughs) Yay me. And how did you get locked into your garage? Oh, that's the other thing. So it really was worst case scenario this morning. So I go on walks every single night uh, around the park near my apartment and and um, I, you can detach your apartment badge to buzz you into the building. So I usually take it off so I don't have to take my keys and like jingle them around while I'm on the walk. So I had taken it off for my walk last night and didn't reattach it to my big keys. So not only so not only did I think my car got stolen, I thought now I'm going to have to sit in this parking garage until the police get here. Hey, Kaylee <laughs> just brought up something why all of this is happening. Why? It's Friday the 13th. Oh my gosh. My You're compu- so right. My computer wouldn't start this morning. Like for the first five minutes, it was just a black screen and I'm like tapping the power it's button. It's Friday the 13th. And then, my, and then my car wouldn't start. I had one of those keyless entry ones. It was like, key not detected. I'm like, but you let me yeah. in the car. If you know a guy named Jason, I would not talk to him. Today. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, I'm going to a hockey game later. Anyone else want to come? No. No. <laughs> It's the perfect storm of abbiness first thing in the morning. It's okay. the worst. Don't they well, know you're I have, here. Yeah. Don't they know I have the Taylor Swift movie I have to go to tonight? I got to be in a good mood. <laughs> this is a good transition right here. This is a very good transition. Okay, since your adrenaline is already pumping, Abby, and you seem very awake. Very. Uh, <laughs> the Burt Show. All right, so Mo has got himself a talent, a real talent for rapping that we have been turning around and helping you guys with. You want to you wanna describe it? Yes, sir. So I've been writing music for the majority of my life, and so we can came up with the idea to help out some listeners. If you guys have had some uh, specific situations that you want me to write about, if I can inspire you or help you in any way, I uh, find a beat and I write a song that will commemorate whatever it is that you want me to detail. So Diana Riera hit us up on email and she's like, oh, please help up my nine-year-old. Hey, Diana. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you today? I'm great. Very excited. All right. So tell us about the nine-year-old and exactly what you wanted Mo to do for you. So uh, he listens with me in the radio and the podcast, and every time he hears one of Mo's raps, he lights up, and he always asks me to play it again, and, you know, we'll just kind of play it on the radio. And so when the request was made, it was about when he was going to be um, participating in a competition for Taekwondo called Spar Wars. And this was um, a few months back, and he actually got first place on that one. But then he just had his other competition for the national championship two days ago, and he got first place. And so he's always very excited um, and nervous for these competitions because obviously it's, you know, something that he, he, he works for hard. And so he was asking me, he's like, can you send in for a rap request for Mo? And then I said, well, what do you want him to ask, you know, talk about? And then since the Taekwondo competition was coming up, that's what we decided on. Oh, that's great. Now, first of all, let's not run over this. The name Spar Wars is awesome. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> that's the only thing I heard. Are you doing your rap to the Star Wars theme? Because that would be pretty epic. I didn't think about that. <laughs> uh, congratulations. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You must be so proud. Thank you. Yeah, we are. We definitely are. So is the little dude in the car with you right now? 
No, no, he's actually still sleeping. Okay, so, so this is going to be great when I'm when I'll just play it for him. I won't even tell him about it. Beautiful. You want to uh, take it from here? Yeah. So, well, I uh, I appreciated your message. I know I got to it a little late. I apologize about that, but I figured why it would be cool for him to have this whenever he has competitions in the future and he finds himself getting a little nervous or maybe doubting himself. How cool would it be to have a theme song that you can use to remind yourself of who you are? So instead of playing M and M's, knees are weak, palms are sweaty. You know, mom's spaghetti. He's gonna have your song. Exactly that. You have your own version. Not everybody has their own Star Wars Taekwondo <laughs> rap song. That so I think Andrew's awesome. gonna be super thrilled about this. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. No worries. So I was happy to hear that he lights up when I do these rhymes, and it inspired me to do one for him personally. So you can put this uh, wherever you guys need to keep it for a keepsake whenever he is about to have a competition, and it goes a little something like this. Check. In a small town, young and bold, a story to be told about a nine-year-old with a heart of gold and a goal in sight. Taekwondo is his game and he's ready to fight. Shout out to Andrew. Now I've become a fan too and know that anything they hand you, you can handle. Cause all competition that they line up are the worst. Came in second last year and this year gunning for first. That's cause you're the best. Know that as a fact. That's why your heart is gold. But that belt is black, his heart pounds fast, his spirit's fierce and strong. Ready for competition to show him where you belong. When it's fight time, come out quick on your feet. Give him that jumping sidekick until they meet defeat. With each striking kick, go fight with all your might. Through all the sweat and tears, this how you reach a different height. No need to be nervous as long as you in your zone. Cause everyone will see your skills have truly grown. His opponents try hard, but he's never afraid. Bro, you got this in your heart. Know that you already made. With that medal on your chest and that smile on your face you've proven with your strength nobody else is safe when that final bell sounds and the verdict's finally clear listen to them cheer because the champ is here andrew you like the rap miyagi <laughs> diana you think he's gonna like that great Oh, he's going to love it. He is going to love it. We're going to have to play it and repeat all day, I'm sure. <laughs> I can hear oh, you lighten up. That's Diana, great. please do us a favor. Like, if you can, if you have, the like, a, another phone, film his reaction hearing it for the first time. Oh, I would love that. Yes, I, I, I was thinking of that. I'm going to try to do that. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 for sure. Have a great day, and we can't see, wait to see this video, and you must be bursting with pride. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Love you guys. If you guys want a rap from Mo, all you got to do is hit us up at theburtshow.com. The Burt Show. All right, bear with us as we do everything we can to save our affiliate in Lexington, which is Kristen's hometown, before we leave for Labor Day weekend. Because yeah. there's no there's no telling if we come back if we're still on in your hometown. I know. It's a bummer. Like, look, I want us to do well in every city that we're in. I'm a competitive guy. I want us to do well there. Mm -hmm. And I want the radio stations that have confidence in us to put us on to feel good about it. We suck in Lexington. And I've been seeing the emails, and it, it hurts just more than most because this is Kristen's hometown. So she did a rap earlier this morning trying to get some momentum in Lexington. And now Kristen's feeling good about it because we found both listeners I did. in Lexington. They DM'd me. Oh, what did yes. they say? Courtney and her daughter, Lilith, listen to The Burt Show. And um, she loves that I am from Lexington like her. And they sent this little video message. We live in... Lexington, Kentucky, and we love the bird show. Yeah, and you like when they tell jokes, right? 
Yeah. What's your joke? So my joke is, why did why did the bear not eat dessert? Why? Because it was stuffed. <laughs> You're two fans in Lexington. That's our level. Right okay. Yes. Okay. We'll take it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So again, thank you to Lilith and her mom. I appreciate you listening. Please don't cancel us. Yeah. <laughs> Lilith and her mom represent our li- listenership. All of them. That's all of them. In Lexington. <laughs> so thank you for being in the same car. We appreciate it. <laughs> all right, Christian. Um, okay. yeah. I, I, I don't quite understand the whole okay. game plan on this. All right. So her best friend slept with her boyfriend 30 years ago, and they haven't talked since. Mm. Now she's finding out her husband's best friend wants to date her ex-BFF, the one that slept with her boyfriend, okay? So they would all have to be, like, hanging out in circles again. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it goes, hello, Bird Show. I've listened to the Bird Show for 15 years. I love hearing all the advice y'all have to give. I have a dilemma. I need advice for this Friday night, 9-1-23. What would you do? Okay. So this is 30 years ago. Yeah, a long time. When I was first dating my now husband, Steve. It was Christmas time. We weren't at the point where he was going to, we weren't at the point where he was going to my grandmother's with me. My supposedly BFF had just broken up with her longtime boyfriend. So she asked me if I minded if Steve went to her cousin's house with her so everyone there wouldn't be asking her all night long about why um, her and her Steve broke up. Question mark, question mark, question mark. I'm an idiot and thought she was my BFF and said yes. Fast forward to a night 10 years into my marriage, Steve confesses that that night they went off afterwards and did it. I hadn't talked to her in a year or so at this point. My husband begged me not to confront her, so it was so long ago and just let the friendship go, and that's what I did. So we're following, right? Her best friend slept with her boyfriend, who is now her husband. Mm -hmm. Now we've been married 28 years. My husband's best friend, Robert, since childhood, just bought five acres of land to build a house. Five acres of our land. Yesterday, Steve tells me that Robert ran into my backstabbing BFF and they exchanged numbers. (laughs) Sounds like your heart's open for a reunion. We are all going to a concert in the park this Friday. And my husband told me that she texted Robert and said she's going too. Mm. I told him I had no desire to talk to her and catch up. She told Robert that we were such good friends and she hated that life drifted us apart. Oh, it was Mm. life, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Not her Uh hoo-ha. So I'm being called a B because I don't want to catch up with her. I don't care to talk to her. When I told Steve that I didn't want to uh, want him to say more than hey and us walk off, he said he was his own man and wasn't going to be like that. It was 30 years ago and I should let it go. Robert is trying to go out with her, which also irritates me. So I'm going Friday night and my real BFF and her husband will be with us. So what would all of y'all do? How would you act? Let it go. It's been 30 years, but I never confronted her and she probably thinks I still don't know. Would that bother you? help. I'll tell you this right now, that it was about the same amount of time ago that one of my best friends in high school, Dave Nowlin, messed around with my prom date. This mm-hmm. was 30 years ago. I never want to be around that SOB ever again, <laughs> even as an adult. You hold a grudge like you hold a microphone. You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it would still hurt. I still would not want to be around him. Yep. If I, if my BFF were to sleep with my significant other, that's a lifetime sentence. Yeah. We, yeah. I'm never getting over it. You're dead. Yep. That's am, it. Am I the only one that thinks that she should woman up and, and talk to her? I think if you have it in your heart to forgive your husband, who was also an equal player in this affair, then you should be able to have it in your heart to just have a civil conversation. No one's asking you to be besties. Just, just hang out. It would ruin my time. 
It would ruin my time there. Huh. It would be on my really? mind all the time. Yeah. Yes. I think it's so hypocritical. If you can forgive Steve, you can forgive whatever her name is. Hmm. I mean, you have a point. Logically, she married the guy. Logically, what you're saying is true. Mm-hmm. Yet still, if I'm around this person, I it would be on my mind quite a bit. I don't know why I put more weight on my best friend than my actual significant other. Mm-hmm. I do, though. Really? Yeah, because I feel like people change partners in life. Like, that happens. You move on. But, like, your best friend is supposed to be forever. We're not supposed to go through a breakup at all. I hate to break it to you, but your spouse is supposed to be forever as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got statistics that show <laughs> that's supposed not true. to be. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. If you listen to The Burt Show, you know we call romantic alone time piano playing. And if you want to get a little bit better at playing your music sheet between the sheets, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping and rush processing. And that's not all. When you select your one item, you'll also get a free kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. The kit includes six free movies for your viewing pleasure, and Adam and Eve wants to make your life easy. They've got discreet shipping as your privacy is a priority, plus 100% free shipping with rush processing on your entire order. Bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your piano playing room. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item, something adventurous or something you've always desired. Just enter code Abby, A-B-B-Y at checkout. That's Abby, A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount at adamandeve.com. Eating better is just one of the things that makes me feel better. And you know what also makes me feel better? Not having to clean up my kitchen when I just want to eat. This living alone thing is great until you realize you're responsible for all the cooking and cleaning around the apartment. And something that's been really helpful for me around mealtime is Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You've got over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus and Keto. Each meal takes about two minutes to heat up and there's so many yummy options like pancakes, smoothies, and more. Also, you know I love an afternoon snack and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is also super flexible, so if you want to pause and skip for a couple of weeks, you can totally do that. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off the bird show cassie just um stopped me right in my tracks yeah she a did a couple of minutes ago <laughs> just stopped me in my tracks we were talking about location services uh location service service why does that not sound right services services, services. Mm-hmm. um and so i asked Kristen, like do you and bart share your locations with each other yep and you said absolutely yeah i'm here's i never check it though i can't remember the last time i checked it yeah. but it's just there for emergency purposes and i think he's the same way and you've got you know, a child, so it makes some sense it right does, there. But I yeah. mean, we've been doing that since we got our iPhones. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Cass, um, she, too, shares her location with her husband with a caveat. And she always <laughs> fascinates me. Uh, Cassie and I share this mad attachment to independence and the struggle to be independent while being in a relationship. It's, it's, t- I share my ho- location with my husband because we have children and I fully believe he deserves to know where his kids are at all times. And in case anything happens, like in, in terms of an emergency, like Kristen said, which is how I treat it too. Cause I have his location. 
If I get mad at him, though, and we're in a fight, and I don't have the kids with me, I turn it off. <laughs> you play so dirty. Oh, my. So yes. dirty. It's, like, wow. it's blocking you. Like, And the thing is, I would never notice. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Once I blocked him on Instagram for a really long time, like, it, it depends how bad the fight is, but uh, this is unhealthy, and I should probably talk to a therapist about it, but, like, if you, if we're in a fight to the point where I don't feel heard, then you don't get access to me anymore. I'm going to shut it down. So that go feels ahead. Healthy. That feels healthy to you. No, but I think it's a self-preservation <laughs> thing. It's uh, like, cool, if you don't want to listen to me, then you don't get access to me at all. So I'm going to shut it down. You don't get to see where I am. Now he knows. It's not like I like shut it down, then leave the house for like 24 hours. You know, I don't even leave the house most of the time. So <laughs> you it's turn just- it off and you be downstairs. <laughs> 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 he, he wants to know if she's in the living room or the basement. <laughs> for me, it just, for me, it makes me feel better and it, it sends that message. But it just, I hate sharing my location. Like I talked about this the other morning. He's like, why are you at a medical center at 6 a.m.? And I'm like, I'm at work, you weirdo. What? Why are you checking my location at 6 a.m.? Well, yeah. well, because you drive from home to the radio station when it's dark outside. And if he's checking your location and you're at a medical facility, don't you think that he might go, oh, my God, my wife is something happened to her and she has to go to a medical Turned facility? Turned on the radio, you could hear my voice. Or call me and tell me that, hey, where are you? Because I see yeah. that you're in a hospital. You missed the point. Why was he? <laughs> even checking it to begin with. Because he cares about his wife and she left the house to go to work in the morning. He's usually asleep. He doesn't care. He doesn't wake up with me and I leave the house. He's snoring away. So that, so that, there's that. Fine. That We could say yes. That's an interesting question. Why are you at it was like a Botox spa. But why are you at a, why are you at a medical facility? And I'm like, the Is that Jeep- the one downstairs here? That no, it, no. It, it's on? like, weirdly, it was like um, a quarter mile away. So I was like, the satellites must be off. And he's like, well, do you have your phone? Did someone steal it? And I'm like, now you're annoying me. I'm trying to work. I have my phone in my hand. But like, that's how say, I'm texting you. It doesn't say like uh, Laura's Botox facility. It says medical facility, No, it's right? something like, med- it's like medical services spa right. or okay. something generic like that. It's fine. I understand that he is like, it's not fine, but I understand that he loves me and it's a safety thing, but then the questions keep coming and I'm like, I don't have an answer. Mm-hmm. I'm not in charge of Elon Musk's satellites. I cannot tell you why it's off by a quarter of a mile, but if you turn on the radio right now, you will hear me talking about what you're texting me about. I feel your pain when it comes to the incessant questions because mm-hmm. We answer questions all day long, right? Amen, sister. Speak loudly. Yes. Mm -hmm. So when somebody is peppering you with questions and or, you know, trying to like inquire about things and you're just like, just trust me. Yes. And leave me the F alone. <laughs> so here's, here's my thing. And I, under, I understand you sacrifice this when you get into a relationship. I'm very aware. But it's like, if I wasn't married, I wouldn't have to answer that to anybody. Like, I could just live my life and be free. And it's like I stopped by a coffee shop two days in a row and I got questions about that. And I'm just, I mean, I should have brought him something that was wrong of me. I usually would. But I just wanted to swing in and have like 15 minutes of where I didn't have to report to anybody about my location or what I was doing and so I think that's what it is it's like because of the kids and everything I don't ever have freedom I can't just go somewhere without getting questioned on why did you Mm -hmm. go to Target 11.52am I start to panic when the questions come in because I really don't remember the answers like the minute details I just don't remember I can give you I went to Target but I can't tell you what aisles I went down I can tell you what I was going for but then I start to panic like I'm trying to hide something when I'm really not I just don't have the answer I'm just not smart I think (laughs) 
<laughs> but I get the same way. I feel like I've done something wrong. Like and you're the, in an inquisition of sorts. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know it's not. I know this is on me and not on him, but then he'll be like, well, why didn't you just do a target order for pickup? You could have done it later. I don't know. It right. was right there. Right. I had time. Why are they like this? I don't know, but I'm like, stop. Question. You make me feel bad about going to Target. I didn't even spend that much money. I'm constantly feeling like I'm having to explain myself, and I'm tired of having to explain myself. I'm an adult yes. most of the time, so just trust me that I know what I'm doing, and there was a reason behind it, and like this whole conversation that has now gotten me all jacked up and amped up was completely unnecessary. Oh my God, I, I did it to him once, and it was the best. <laughs> The, his little mind was because <laughs> <laughs> like, he's I know he's being helpful but he's like so with your license plate it's these kind of screws that need to go into the car and I'm like oh my god so I started doing it to him mm. I'm like hey just so you know when you put the water on to boil you need to make sure it's this temperature for it to actually boil and he's like, I know. And I kept doing it. And I was like, see, you don't like it. I'm an adult. I existed before you. I have a great career. I'm competent, I assure you, for the most part. Mo, this you is going to be a problem for you. I mean, Mo has got the same independent space mm. gear here, man. This right here. This Every time I come in here, I just listen and think, good old marriage. <laughs> just look at it playing out in real time. Seriously. Well, I mean, it works out nicely for you now because your girlfriend's in New York. She's a thousand miles away. But at some point or another, I mean... You probably are more sensitive about your independence and your space than anybody I've ever met. Yeah, I, I genuinely have loved being single. I've loved all of the years that I've been able to be free. Like when I listen to Cass talk about, hmm. you know, I sometimes I just want to go to the store and not have to explain it. Like small things like that. When I was in relationships, it, it did bother me. And I think about it daily. I like I know there's going to come a day when marriage is going to be a topic in my life. And I genuinely don't know what I'm going to do because I've gone so long loving not being in that situation. Prime example, and it just happened this week. Um, it's the whys. I'm so tired of the whys. And there was a Target um, bag in my purse. And he asked me why. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, I went to Target. There's a... It's in there because I forgot Jimmy's teacher's gift and I had to go there and grab the dark chocolate and the gift card that I forgot to get the other day. And when I went through the car pull, I got it out and I just stuffed it in my purse so I wouldn't leave it in the car. But now you just made me have this entire conversation that I didn't want to have. Yes, and now, uh, why did you forget Jimmy's teacher's gift? I don't know. I was busy. It's just a line of questioning. And I know a lot of it is curiosity or it comes from a place of love um, and curiosity. I think you could set those boundaries, Mo, early in your relationship. You got to find the right person, man. I mean, that's going to be, I think that's the thing, especially for a guy like you, is yeah. finding the right person that understands. Mo and I were having this conversation in the hall the other day. Man, are we off schedule? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, uh, you almost feel like, Mo and I almost feel like we're super flawed because we are okay with being alone and being independent. So much so that it almost makes us feel like we're deeply flawed in that area. It feels dangerous because I've, I'm so accustomed to being alone and to having my freedom and having my space. And it's been so long that there are things that even now, just in, in the relationship that I'm in now, and even though it's long distance, where I know she's not doing anything wrong, but I just feel like your tolerance changes, what you can deal with and what you can't deal with changes, your patience changes. Like even when I've missed her and she walks in and what's in this envelope? What's in this bag? Who sent that? Where'd you get that from? Where you taking it? I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I, it's, it's difficult to make that adjustment the longer you're really like comfortable being alone. Somebody told me the other day, and I was trying to Google it right now to see if it was accurate, that 
the percentage of people that are in marriages and happy in your marriage and happy, not divorce rate, in your marriage and happy, 7%. No way. No. 7%. That is scary. In their marriage and happy. I don't believe that. I'm trying to Google it because that does seem super freaking low. 75% of all statistics are made up. (laughs) 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 Like, obviously, you know, I'm bitching right now, but I can say with, like, I'm happy in my marriage. Are you happy, like, 100% of the time? That's a different statistic. Like, no, I'm not happy 100% of the time, but overall, yes, I'm happy in my marriage. Here's Megan. Hey, Megan, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Can you tell how happy we all are? Yeah. Things are going. Oh, yeah. Things are going great. <laughs> I'm happy too. I'm married, and I have got like location services on with my husband, and it's never been a problem. But my parents have it with me. We decided to share our location a long time ago, and I'll get random text messages. Hey. Why are you at the doctor's office? Oh, what are no. you doing? Where are you going? No, no, that's no, an, no. To me, nope. that's an abuse. Like, I'm mm-hmm. giving you access in case of emergency because I love you. And also in case, like, you're really like, oh, my God, I had. My parents will call me sometimes and be like, I had the worst dream. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. You don't get to ask questions. You know what I mean? You don't get to look into my life and pick it all apart and ask questions and then have me explain myself in every single minute of my day. Like, I guess it's like, I feel like I'm allowed private time Mm -hmm. and I don't get it at my house, which is okay because I have kids and stuff. So my private time is literally in the car to and from work. If I stop at a Target or a Starbucks, that's my personal private time. Mm -hmm. Just let me have it. But when you start asking questions... Now my private time is gone. Wasn't Katie, our producer, telling us that her mom and her aunt are like hitting her all the time because they share location also. So it would be like 1230 at night. Hey, what are you doing? You still at that bar? Oh, I I got married friends that literally come home every day and sit in the car for an hour because that's like the only (laughs) time that they have to themselves. No, that is legit. Mm -hmm. Like there is something about decompressing and I'm going to sound like a horrible person. But the other day I came home and I pulled in my driveway and my son was at school, and my husband's truck wasn't there, mm-hmm. and I got to walk into the house, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was just me. <laughs> right? It was glorious. <laughs> it, was, it was so nice. <laughs> there was nobody standing in my way in the kitchen as I was trying to get to the refrigerator. It's so quiet and peaceful, right? You can do anything you want. We used to have a producer on the show, Carl, who would go to Target for... Five hours. <laughs> okay, that's excessive. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. It wasn't five hours. But he'd like have to go for like one thing and would just drive around the neighborhood, <laughs> go up and down the aisles of Target because he just needed some space. I pulled into my driveway and sat in the car. I'm like, I'm going to spend five minutes looking at TikTok and ding, why are you sitting in your car in the driveway? <laughs> <laughs> Can I want have some peace? <laughs> it's a bird show. The Burt Show. All right, we've had some discussions over the course of the last couple of weeks about what is your preference in dating and what would be considered discrimination, correct? Yes, we have. So we got an email from a Burt Show listener some time ago because I said that I prefer to date fit women. Then I got some heat for me being fat phobic and I don't think that's discriminatory. That is just my, um, what I'm attracted to. Same way I don't get a, attra- I don't get offended by women that like tall dudes and I am a short guy. That is your preference. And then we went down the list, right? Is if you won't date somebody cause they're black, is that prejudice or is that just what you are attracted to? Right? 
Yeah, and I I don't see this like some people see it. I know some people would see that as um a prejudice, but I think that people should be allowed to have preferences. And if that's your preference, if you're just not in to black men for whatever reason, you're more into Caucasian men or whatever, I just think that's your preference. It's not something that I personalize and feel like I'm offended by. Did we come up with a definition for this, like what the difference was ever in these conversations? Because I feel like I'm bringing one to the table today that is definitely discrimination and not what you're attracted to. But what was our definition? I, I missed that conversation. I, I think I was out sick I, that day. I Googled it. So prejudice is an opinion that's not based on reason or actual experience. So if you have prejudice, prejudice, it's like, do you have a bias that isn't founded? Or is it like, whereas like your preference is just like, what, what do you find appealing? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the woman that I know has a daughter. And she has been dating a guy now for about three or four months. They are both very physically active. In fact, they met each other in the gym. I think they do CrossFit stuff together. Um, That's sort of their thing together is nutrition and staying healthy, right? So her new boyfriend, again, about three months, hadn't met her daughter. He was going to meet the daughter this last weekend. And she was super nervous that when they met, she was going to get dumped because she feels like she has done a terrible job with her daughter's nutrition and fitness. And by her accounts, her daughter is overweight, like big time overweight. So she was feeling like, okay, so I'm going out with this guy who I also believe is a trainer. If he hangs out with my daughter and he sees what she looks like and how I have been feeding her and how I have um, been uh, just kind of irresponsible and a lack of exercise because her daughter doesn't have any kind of disease or anything like that. It's just like they were going through a period with her dad where it was just really stressful. And I think mom's just is, is like... I I don't want her to have reasons to go over to dad's house, so I'm going to let her eat whatever she wants. And she has. So the daughter is overweight. There also could be mental health issues with the daughter dealing with a divorce. Could be. I mean, I think the daughter is so young, she wouldn't even know how to verbalize them yet. But as far as I know, there haven't been any other problems in any other areas. Mom's just taking the onus herself by letting her daughter do whatever she wants. Pretty much. Okay. And I think divorced parents can understand that, man, especially in the beginning of a divorce. You don't want your kid to always want to be over at the other house because they're letting them do whatever they want. It's it's probably layered, Mm. right? But anyway, in this case, so... She goes out with him this weekend and he meets her daughter for the very first time and ghosted her right after. There has been no. So her fear came to fruition. Her fear was totally based in what her gut was telling her, right? So they go out this weekend, they spend some time. He didn't say anything on the date, but. There was nothing controversial about the date. There was nothing that changed. There was no dialogue that hasn't been different. As far as she knew, they were having just a great time together. I don't know what they did. But at the end of the day, he has completely stopped communicating with her, just fallen off the face of the earth after three months. So she got ghosted. And the assumption is it's because her daughter's overweight. That's the assumption, right. So that to me, that's pure discrimination, right? That is not what I'm attracted to. That is a case of discrimination. I disagree. You disagree. Okay. I think if I were in that trainer's position, it's not because the daughter is overweight. It would be 
and I'm, I'm trying to say this in a very non-judgmental way. I, I'm not trying to judge because I am not divorced. I don't understand everything that goes into it. But as somebody on the outside, I would look at, you're not taking care of your kid. You don't have time to have a relationship because you're not taking care of your kid. And again, that's very hard to say, not knowing like if there are mental health issues, mm-hmm. if there are mm-hmm. any um, issues like with health, like if there's a condition that causes your child to, to gain weight. But she, I mean, if there is, she doesn't know it. So she is taking responsibility, saying like my kid is overweight and it's because there's nothing except what I'm feeding her. I let her feed. I let her eat anything that she wants. So let's let's. Work under that premise. Then for me, it's at that point, you, it's not neglecting your child, but you're not teaching your child healthy ways. I'm a fat woman. I make sure my kid eats healthy. We do a lot of work in that house around neutralizing foods, not restricting anything, but also focusing on health and exercise, but not to, I mean, it is a balance and it is a dance I do every day to make sure that my daughter has a full understanding of nutrition, that there there are foods that make you feel different ways, do different things for you, that play and movement is good. It makes you happy and feel good. It's, I do a lot of research on it. I listen to child psychologists, child nutritionists. I don't want her to grow up with disordered eating. And I also don't want her to grow up fixated on food or feeling like she needs to be in the gym 24-7. I'm trying to hit that sweet spot in the middle where she can just live and be a little girl and a human. Be happy. Yes, yes. Without worrying about what she's putting in her mouth or worrying what she looks like. It's a lot of work. This person does not sound like they have a good grasp on that yet and that they haven't, for whatever reason, I'm again, not judging, taken that step to teach their kid about nutrition or health or sit down. What's going on with you, honey? Like not because she's gained weight, but because of the divorce. And so if I were dating somebody and I saw that their kid maybe needed extra attention and extra help, I would I wouldn't ghost, but I wouldn't be down for that relationship because I in my head, I'd be like, you need to focus on you and your family. Your kid's the priority. Mm. Your kid needs to be a priority. And it doesn't look like your kid is a priority. So I'm not going to divert your attention anymore from that kid. And if you can't pay attention to your own kid and help your own kid out, then you can't pay attention to me. So my thought, my initial thought was just the opposite of that. Like here she has an opportunity with a guy that is really into fitness, really into nutrition, that if he was really into her, yep. he would want to help the situation out, he would not want to totally bail. Yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah. That he would want to, um, if he really liked her, and granted we're only like three months in, mm-hmm. so I mean that's like, that's so early, but he would want to be like, hey, this is what we do for a living. Let me try to help you. And on the flip side, mm-hmm. if I dated someone, I would break up with them immediately. Really? Uh, I'd be like, you don't get to have any say. Like, how dare you look at my daughter's body mm-hmm. and decide that you can have a say on how mm-hmm. she looks? Absolutely never. So it's like a, mm-hmm. two different scenarios. Yeah. The Bird Show. <laughs>